When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, guys? Welcome back. We're going to be doing a February update. So see how well this portfolio performed for the month of February. And I'm going to be doing a kind of a, a pullback eagle eye view of my overall ideas on building up wealth. This portfolio here is just one granular part of building up wealth. And what I want to talk about today is how this fits in with the bigger picture. So just copying exactly this investment strategy might not fit into your overall picture, where you are in your life, how much money you're making, all those type of decisions need to be factored in when you're deciding when to invest, how much, and what type of strategy to follow. And I wanted to zoom out a little bit and show you how this fits in, this puzzle piece fits into the full picture. Before I do that, I quickly wanted to give you the monthly update. So I'll go ahead and look at that now. The most interesting thing is probably how how much dividends I was paid February. So let's take a look at that. Let me center it for you. Boom. Okay. So this, like I said, is probably the single most important graph for any dividend growth investor. Dividend growth means you want your dividend payments to grow month over month. And as you can see, this is tracking it month over month. In February of 2019, I made $71. February of 2018, I made $0. So that's an incredible increase. Of course, that's right when I was starting my account. But Regardless, you can see this is a clear trend of it just continually going up. In fact, let me add in a trend line here. Boom. So you can see the idea. This is what I want to see as a trend line of my dividend payments getting bigger, bigger, month over month, quarter over quarter, and year over year. So I'm going to be tracking this just on a larger timeline over and over again. But 71 is perfect because that that follows the right trend that cuts the difference between the high in December and the the low in January kind of in half there but we're still trending upwards going back to the portfolio let's look at a few more of these things so if I go to one month here $306 now the cool thing is is only 186 of this is through market gains earned dividends is 120 so a substantial amount of the money that I'm making now is through dividends if I go to just the previous week I'm down but I have $45 that I've earned through dividends. And so you can see that the dividend payments are increasing pretty drastically. If I go to all time, $576 in dividends. My returns have kind of stayed flat, so I'm increasing in dividends. My capital gains have gone down a bit. That's what happens with real estate is money will move out of it for like a month straight and then move back in it for a month straight. I just see this happen over and over again, but all the while it's paying dividends and that's growing, so I don't care. For people not familiar with the strategy, really the big thing is to look at dividend bank companies that, Im that increase the amount they're paying year over year. And then you don't really sell a company unless the company is super financially struggling and they cut or slash their dividends or the whole story of the company has changed. So I don't worry about when to time if a company has raced up and it's really high priced, I don't sell it. That's not a reason that I sell is because the price went up on it. That's typically a growth strategy. If a company had a huge run up, you might want to take profits. I don't ever do that with this com this type of strategy. All I do is I look at if I'm going to sell it, if the company's struggling, I never sell winners. So 
the main thing and the thing that I think that will be most valuable that you get from this video is how I believe that this fits in with my overall ideas on finance. And I actually wanted to draw out, I know you guys missed my amazing drawing skills, so I have the artboard here again. My dad must have told me the phrase, people who understand interest earn it, they don't pay it, about a thousand times growing up. He was a, a big financial person, even though he didn't work in finance, but he understood what defines people that become wealthy and what be defines people that stay in the rat race, and they never truly become wealthy and financially independent. And that phrase, people that understand interest earn it, they don't pay it, really plays along with what I think are characteristics that define people that become wealthy and not. Let me list out a table here for a second to help you visualize this. I know that it's, it's a lot easier to learn sometimes of visualization, so let me do this real quick. And some of this is not going to be new to you. The, none of this stuff is groundbreaking, but I think it's important to just keep this in mind as you're going through it. If you look at characteristics of people that that don't ever become wealthy, they have a couple things that they do. So let's go ahead and list off normal people. And these are people that just work their whole life, take, take out loans. A lot of the products sold today are through the forms of debt. So that's one of the most heavily marketed products. If you look at uh, car, car loans, you can look at personal loans. You can look at school loans, all different kind of loans. That's one of the most heavily marketed product. The reason that Dave Ramsey is like the fourth most popular podcast in the world is because how well companies market debt to you, how well banks market debt to you. On the flip side, if I go over here, we got banks, we have, we have businesses, we have entrepreneurs. I think I spelled that right. That's a tough one. We have people over here that they understand where long-term wealth is created. And what they do is the way that they look at this is they look at not how they can work for money, but how they can make it so that you work to give them money. That's the difference here is people on this side are constantly looking about how the quickest way possible is to separate you from your money. That's what they do. As they say, these people are, are normal people. They work hard. And we want to find the quickest way that we can separate their money from them and put it from their pockets into ours. That's really what they do. That's what banks do. Uh, they they form everything in the form of, of loans. If you actually try to just go buy a, a car in cash from a, a dealership, they won't want to do that. They won't want to do that. What they'll want to do is they want to make you take out a loan at least until they can sell that loan to the bank. And then they don't care if you pay it, off, pay it off after that. The product that they're selling you is a loan because they know they make it through interest. So that's what these companies do. Now, normal people also spend stuff on food, entertainment, all sorts of different things. What they're not doing is they're not trying to think about how they can shift onto this side, how they can become the owners in business, how they can become the banks, how they can be the ones earning interest and not paying it. And that's what I want to talk about is the cash flow and the ways that you go from the normal side to the wealthy side. So let me go ahead. I'm going to erase this now. So let's go over here. Now, where this all starts is with active income. Active income is income that you're trading your time and your talents and your blood, sweat, and tears for. 
This is uh, income that you're actively having to work for. Before you even do anything else with any other part of this scenario, with any other part of this cash flow, you should try to make sure that you have enough income that you can actually start investing. Because if you're making less than 40000 less than 35000 and you have a family, you need to start focusing on improving your income before you try to invest. And the reason being is because the amount that you can invest is the difference between your income and the cost of living. So if your income is 40000 but your cost of living is 35000 you're going to be living almost impoverished and not have that much to invest. And in that scenario, you really want to focus on getting your income up to the 50, 60, 70,000 so that you have a lot more wiggle room to enjoy your life and be able to have enough enough room to invest in there. So once you do have enough income, you can invest with low income. That's fine, especially to gain experience, but it should be a focus point on trying to improve that as you're investing. But once, once you get through the active income, that is when we look at a flow of how most people's money goes and how rich people's money goes. So we have expenses. And underneath expenses, we have liabilities. And then way over here, we have assets. Let me go and draw these boxes here. I'm going to go ahead and define assets for you, how I'm using it. So an asset is anything that puts money back into your pocket on a monthly, quarterly, yearly basis. For the sake of this visual here, I'm not going to include a home as an asset, even though there, it technically is. It's pretty much an asset by saving you money. But because it doesn't put money back in your pocket and it's an expense, I'm going to put that under the expense category here. But I understand the argument that homes can be assets as well. So... This is what happens with most people's money. Everybody has expenses, whether you're poor or rich. The difference is as poor people, the majority of their money goes into this box. Expenses are just a thing you need to live. That's like utilities, that's your rent, a place to stay, and basic groceries. Everybody has to pay for this. So everybody's flow goes here. The difference is as wealthy people, people that have great degrees and they're doctors and lawyers and and uh, whatever income they've gone to college and they've done everything that college has taught them to do and they became really smart and educated what they do is they go out and they buy a bunch of liabilities and liabilities are boats and cars and mortgages on huge homes and things that cost them more monthly money but it's money that they're earning and in a way they become more entrapped in this cycle because in order for them to maintain their lifestyle, they have to constantly be a high income earner. And a lot of times that's actually more stressful than just not being a high income earner. What happens is colleges teach you this part right here, and they don't teach you much beyond that. They teach you how to earn an active income, how to go out and master some type of thing and and be of service to somebody else and make them a lot of money. And in the process, they make you an income, but they don't teach you anything else beyond that. What you want to do is be able to go beyond that. So here is what wealthy people's cash flow looks like. They have an entire stream that goes to assets, and they do that early, and they do that always. Before they put anything into liabilities, before these dollars start going into liabilities, it starts here. It goes into assets, and they treat it like it's a must. Before you do anything else, this is the asset box in my finances right now. 
right? With some, and it, it doesn't have to be a dividend portfolio. This can be dividends. This can be bonds. This can be rental income properties. It can, this can be storage containers you're renting out. Anything that you're not actively working for that pays you monthly money is an asset. And what that is, is instead of active income, it's passive income. An asset provides you passive income, money that you do not have to clock in for to make. It might require some maintenance, like maintaining an investment portfolio or maintaining an apartment, but it's not not money you have to, it's money you earn while you sleep. That's what an asset is. So this box can be a variety of different things. And as long as you're working towards one of them, you're doing something a lot better than most people. Now, what wealthy people do, not just high income earners, not rich people, but actual wealthy people, is they make this the number one priority. They worry about how to pay for their liabilities and entertainment and stuff after after contributing a large portion of their money to assets. The more money they can contribute, the more this will start to pay out. Now, this should look like this. Should loop right back around and go right back to assets. And the great thing is, is the more active income you put into assets, the more it starts to build up itself. And then the more it starts to contribute it, if you direct it right back to itself, like we are doing here, I can go into activity, I can go into dividends. And look, these dividends are just being used to purchase more shares all the time on a weekly basis. The more that this cycle happens, the more it takes the burden off of you. Instead of always having to be the one to do it yourself, now you have like a, a helping hand here. If you look at this, there's two, two streams of income now going into assets, not one. Instead of you having to push the snowball all by yourself, the thing is rolling by itself. And at some point, if you do this long enough and aggressively enough, the assets will start to, to flow in more than you can contribute yourself. And that's the point where you start to become wealthy is when your assets start to to make up enough of the income that they contribute more than you can. They start to pay for your expenses. Once you become wealthy enough that you have enough assets, then you can start to direct it into liabilities. And then you can start to direct it into expenses. So I've seen this play out. Like I said, my dad taught me that phrase over and over again that people that understand interest, they earn it, they don't pay it. And the principle of that is the same. His assets were rental income properties. Mine right now are dividends. But the the principle is the exact same. The more you invest in assets, the more that you're going to be able to grow, grow a passive income. So I hope this helps visualize where you are. If you're low income, nothing wrong with that. Just start investing in yourself to become higher income. If you are higher income and you have a lot of liabilities, you have a lot of things that you're paying for with interest, you're on that side of the normal people thing where you're you're paying lots of loans and monthly payments, work your way on reducing this amount while still enjoying your lifestyle, but reduce the amount of liabilities so that you can direct more money into the assets box. And then make sure when you direct it into the assets box that it's redirecting back into here. Once you grow enough wealth, you have actual passive income working for you that will reduce the amount of work that you're having to do forever. So nobody here listening to this wants to work forever. And the sad truth is, is you kind of end up working forever if you don't start investing into assets. So this is the key. The earlier that you can start doing this, the more you're going to be able to grow passive income. That's what I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. That's why I'm so aggressively 
doing this, I'm investing in all of these assets that are either bonds or dividend paying stocks. If the stock market is doing great and the housing market crash, I might look into picking up a rental property. So I'm not saying that this is like the absolute best way that you have to follow this specific strategy. I'm trying to show you how I see this laid out from an eagle eye view. This is where this is where I am in doing this. This is what I see as the only way to really become wealthy over time. And I think uh, I think it's really valuable. No, so I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Uh, let me know what you think. If you guys have different ideas on it, that's fine. But I thought I'd just share that with you, and I look forward to seeing you guys next time. See you.